everyone. It is Dave and Jeff. It is August 21st, 2022. All right. This is going to be a 12 minute show. We okay. say it every time, <laughs> but we have a lot to cover. A lot of things have happened since we we're here Thursday. But uh, just as we were getting started, Dave asked a great question. I told him, I said, wait till the show starts and I'll tell you exactly what happened. So go ahead. Okay. So I asked Jeff, because I was putting reader glasses on. I said, when is the last time you've been to the optometrist? Maybe, maybe Dave, one of the most embarrassing days ever. Yeah. Because my eyes were going and I was like, well, that's great. I have glaucoma. <laughs> that's great. I'm going blind. I'm Steve Wynn. And uh, so I make this appointment, and I'm like, how am I going to get to work? I, what am I going to have to do? I didn't even know if they had Uber at that point. I'm like, I can't, I don't, I can't read Braille. How many years ago was this? Oh, like seven. <laughs> Is Steve Wynn blind? Yeah, Steve Wynn. Remember he lost all his vision? No. Yes. Yeah, the guy, the, the casino guy? Yeah. No fucking idea. Yeah, so that was me. I'm like, that's great. Going to have to get uh, all my porn and Braille. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. So I go. Like, thank God they didn't take my blood pressure. This is right at Kaiser in La Mesa, yeah. like two minutes from Chick-fil-A. 100% true story. So I'm walking in there. Huh. Yeah, I'm here for my eye appointment. Thank you. And uh, the guy's like, look in here. You know, one or two. It's the great Brian yeah. Regan bit. This one or this one. They all look the same, Dave. I'm fucking going blind. Is this some joke? <laughs> Like, are you catfishing me? And uh, so they go through all of it. Yeah. I really am at this point. I feel like I'm about to pass out because my I'm like, they're going to tell me right now, uh, you have a detached retina. <laughs> I did not fight Ray Leonard, so I don't know how that would have happened. And the guy shuts the thing off, and he spins it, and it does that thing. Eee! He goes, yeah. I have to let you know you're going to need readers. I'd recommend the plus 125s. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Just go to Target, grab a couple of readers. Go to, go to CVS. Fuck. There you go. Well, that's good, actually. You think about it. Could have been I, a lot, lot worse. Dave, I thought I had glaucoma. I thought I was going blind. I yeah. thought I was going to have to get uh, penthouse in Braille. <laughs> I needed plus 125. So it's the stupidest day. And I said everything. Yeah. And by the way, nobody in my family was like, you probably just need readers. Nobody said that? No, and you're the I, youngest one. They they've yeah. all been through it. Oh yeah. Ah, oh, what the fuck's going on? Well, because I made sake. it. I made it out to be so much worse than it of was. You did, and it wasn't like the guy. I'm shocked. Like if he would have said, "Hey, you need the plus three sixties, yeah. right? <laughs> Are those thicker? Are they just stronger? Like, yeah, I have, mean, they're, do they make thick lenses for plus three sixties. Yeah, I mean, I would have looked like whoever, right? Just yeah. the craziest lenses. I, the guy couldn't. I mean, there's. Little kids walking around with stronger lenses than I have. Yeah, you probably need the plus one twenty-five. I'll say this: Yeah, uh, all you laughing, go ahead and laugh. I'm up to plus one fifty, and probably there's days when I need a plus one seventy-five. So go ahead, tell your jokes. All right, here's the funny thing about right this. now: I can see everything. I can read yeah. Yeah. the license plate. I can read Laker fan. I can wash off papers. I can read yeah. everything in there. I'm not blind. All right, so. God dang, that's so funny. I remember the first time I ever saw one of our friends pull out readers. And you were with me. Costa? Costa. Yeah. We're at DZ Aikens. It was Rosie, Costa, you and me. Yeah. Well, he's about 11 years older yeah. than all of yeah. us. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. But he pulls out the God dang readers to read the menu. Yeah. And none of us said shit. Yeah. 
But you and I walked in the parking lot. We said, holy <laughs> fuck. When it co- I don't think we laughed. We just went, holy fuck. When did Costa get so old? Yeah. Like it blew my mind to see uh, someone put readers on. I was afraid. We we're going to take yeah. him behind the barn. <laughs> One time. Uh, yeah, it happened. And well, now. Do you remember like, I don't know about your grandmother. My grandmother always had the string around her neck with the readers. Yep. And then it only went to her nose. They never knows. Like yep. I always try and catch myself no matter what I do. I don't care how fucking old I am. I never want to get caught with the readers at the edge of my nose. No, I don't do that. But I'll tell you what, like you think about things when you were younger that really, really made you mad, right? Yeah. Like somebody saying something or doing whatever. Now it's like when you find that uh, reader's case and yeah. there's nothing in there. God, do it. God. <laughs> Where are they? You find like three of them together. Yeah, just all the time. Like, this is such a nice case. Costco, God bless you. Is it really that difficult for me to just put the goddamn things back in here? Shit! <laughs> That's it. Uh, uh, what a weekend. Bunch, bunch of stuff, but can I just start with yeah, a quick go, thing? Yeah, go ahead. God, it's hot as fuck in here tonight. It's funny. That's what, I just know while you were talking, I got up. If you look under the table, a, I got a fan full blast on me. Oh, good. Good for you. <laughs> good for you. Good for you. Um, it's funny. Last, while I, you talk, I'm going to grab a fan that's behind you. I'm going to turn it on. All, all right. right. Uh, last week when I was here, we were super excited. We started hyping you all on the uh, Bolt City podcast. We were talking about it, and it was incredibly cool for me to get a phone call out of the blue from Odyssey. And Odyssey, as we said, opens or owns uh, not only 97.3 The Fan, but owns a ton of radio stations around the country. And they had reached out and said, hey, we want to talk to you about doing a podcast about the Chargers. And as a friend of mine pointed out today, how nice to even be thought of. And absolutely 100% agree how nice to be thought of to do it. And as we talked about last Sunday night when we were here, I was really jacked up at the time. Yeah, about, I know you were. You announced it before you even had a contract. So in what? Hand. We tell everything here. I Nothing to hide. <laughs> and uh, because to me, Dave, the way they pitched it and, and nothing against Odyssey, they were great. They said, hey, we want you to do three 45-minute podcasts a week talking Charger football. Minimum, By the way, you're minimum. My, by the way, you're a hero right now. This is incredible. It works. Good work. Yeah, it. it works great. Good. Thank you. Um, so in my mind, when they say that, I'm thinking, well, we're already down here Sunday and Wednesday. The shows we do right now go for two hours at some point. So we'll do a 45-minute Charger podcast. We'll upload that wherever Odyssey needs it. And then we'll just cut the Dave and Jeff show down. And the other benefit will be that if we're doing a third night, uh, we can do the same thing. We could do a 45-minute Bolt City podcast, which would be kind of cool. And then we can do uh, a third Dave and Jeff show, which, again, 45, 45, or whatever. So you said something really funny when we were here Thursday night, because we, or Sunday, I guess it was, when we talked about it, and you said, um, I said, hey, we'll, we'll work on the deal. And you're like, well, it's got to be a good deal for us, too. I laughed because I just I didn't pay any attention to it. And son of a bitch, you were exactly right. And again, this is just I used to love shows that would take you behind the curtain and kind of tell yeah, you how oh, everything definitely behind the curtain. And so the the guys at Odyssey could not have been nicer, have been so 
fantastic. But it was really, really funny because the Dave and Jeff show works very simple. I text Dave and I'm like, hey, I'll be there at 7.30 or 8 or, hey, I can't go tonight. Want to go tomorrow? Yeah, we'll go tomorrow. All right, we'll go. And we're doing it right now. Yeah. Dave sent out of town on Wednesday and we're trying to figure out, are we going to go Monday or Tuesday? Fuck it, I don't know. We'll figure it out in the moment. Well, when you start to do a podcast for a major radio network like Odyssey, you're reminded quickly, it doesn't quite work no, that way. It's on their time. It's on their time. And one thing that Dan Williams talks a lot about is your return on investment, right? For anything. Uh, what's the return on investment if you're buying some, if you're buying a house, right? Is yep. it a house that, that's going to go up? You guys all get it. If you don't know ROI, you better learn it. Yep. And, but, but for us, and I won't speak for Dave, but I'm 95% sure I'm, I'm right with Dave. There's also a return on investment for the amount of time that you put into a show. And for this show, the thing that I love about it is for so many years, especially at the end, man, I felt like everything we did was not scripted, but it was so noted. We had to follow things. We had to read teases. We had to read liners, all these different things. We had zero control of the content at the end that ran the show right into the ground. We had to talk stadium issue every fucking day. Every day. And, And the other part of that, probably going back to... 1090, I would say. Personally, I was in just such a state of self-loathing where I hated every show. I hated my role on every one of those shows. I just thought, not anything that Dave did or Ernie or anybody else, Johnny Pratt. Herm? Yeah, probably Herm. (laughs) (laughs) And that was the other thing about Odyssey was just going, hey, this will be really fun to do a show that, again... Uh, you're back in a clear frame of mind, the whole deal. Well, then uh, you get a 10-page contract. And you get a 10-page contract, and you spend 17 years with a lawyer. You realize you better read what you're about to sign. And I had a handful of people say to me, hey, it's a standard contract, but it's a standard contract that has your name on it, and you're about to sign it. And there were just some things in there. We're not going to go that far down the rabbit hole because out of respect to them. To them. Yeah, yeah really, because they're great. Um, that I wasn't comfortable with. Yeah. And so I talked to Dave on Friday and I said, hey man, I'm going through this thing and I got to take myself out. So I had a great phone call with the guys at Odyssey. Hold on, before you get there, you know what was interesting was Mm -hmm. both of us get the contract sent to to us at the same time. Yeah. I think on Thursday, right? Mm -hmm. And you text me, have you signed this yet? Right. Meaning I thought you already signed. Without, I was you and I ready to go. Hadn't spoken. I almost had. And um, I said, no. And I, I said to them, I need at least through the weekend to look at it. And, and I sent it to our agent. Jeff and I share a mutual agent. That was the move. Because when you said that, again, this is a hard show for me because I got to give Dave credit on a lot of things. <laughs> I really, Dave... In the moment, now again, yeah. it's not like they were going to take your pinky finger. No, no, no. there's nothing written in there no, where they sneak in. Crazy. We're going to rip your ear off. Nothing like that. No, but when you said that, and you said, "Hey, I sent it to our agent," I'm like, "Oh, yeah, I better look at this thing because yeah. I had said to Odyssey on Thursday morning, "Hey, I got a busy day at work, but I plan on signing this thing and getting back to you by the end of the day." And I really almost would have done what I know better to do. Yeah. Which is sign something without reading it. And so you said, hey, I'm sending it to our agent. I said, okay, that's fine. And um, I took it. 
at lunch, and I just started reading it, and then I was like, ah. Yeah, you start highlighting ah. things. Yeah, and, and the one thing that, that's of no fault to them is they want you to commit to the show. Yeah, and I think that's fair. Yeah, it's a business. It is. But the problem is I have a full-time job that has treated me great, and I also have two boys in high school, and one of the things I did not pay attention to and which I found out Friday night, which confirmed it, again, this is n- nothing Odyssey could have controlled. We had talked about doing shows Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday. Yeah. I found out Helix football this year, and I, Dave, I've never seen this. Tell me if you've seen this. Five games this year on Thursday night. It's, yeah, well, a lot of this has to do because there's a shortage of referees. Oh, is that right? Yeah, there are games on Saturday this week. I mean, they're, they're moving them all over the place because they don't have enough football referees in San Diego County. Well, that would have been a huge disaster for me. Yeah, Because I would have committed to Dave. I would have committed to Odyssey. We had a guy that was working uh, as a producer with us. And I would have had to commit to that show. And there's a chance that I would have missed five helix games oh yeah and that would have really really upset me it would have upset my son yeah well at at that age your kids are trust me i've been there there's nothing more important than going to those games but again you put your name on something you sign it you give your word you give a commitment to you you give your commitment to odyssey you have to be there and so yeah i'm sorry to erica who immediately was the first one to ask for free chargers gear yeah Uh, you're not getting any from me um I do have an old Chargers sweat uh, T-shirt, but it's probably been washed like eighty times. Ah, she probably does. She's she a friend. <laughs> she does. She dude, wants everything. How big for would friend. your T-shirt be on? Oh, uh, it's probably true, dude. I mean, you got to buy it in the kids section. Yeah, uh, we'll run by CVS. Probably got <laughs> up front. A dollar store. Yeah. Well, okay. Get so, her, get her the Cromartie T-shirt, dude. It's funny. After you announced it last Sunday, how many people told you, "Hey, man, congratulations"? Well, it was really and fun. And I was like, "Fuck, I don't have the contract in my hand." Like, something's going to go bad. I know it. Well, uh, then this was funny. Tonight, from a different friend who's very, very close and doesn't understand anything, I laughed. They were like, hey, um, our son's going away to college. Can you use your contacts that you have now that you've reestablished to get tickets and or field passes for the Raider game? Field passes. Well, yeah. And like I said, very good people that don't. I got you. But I was like, no and no. Like, it doesn't happen. And they were like, oh, okay, cool. They, I don't know what they thought it was. They probably thought it was like, we could probably all go on the field at the Loyal Games, right? <laughs> Let me tell you, before the next person asks, Jeff and I have been associated with the Chargers for a good 20 years, right? Yeah. I mean, we're as tied in, like, talking to Dean. We're, oh, yeah. we're friends with the PR staff. We know all kinds of people. For years and years, people would ask me for tickets. And this is how it goes. To let Absolutely. you guys know. Hey, can you get me tickets? Absolutely. I call somebody for the Chargers. You say, know what they said? This is what I just said to the friend of mine earlier. Go ahead. No problem. What's your credit card number? That's exactly what I texted earlier yeah, today. It's complete not bullshit. That's how it works. I've never gotten one free no. thing, and that's not a shot at the Chargers. No. That's just the way the NFL works. And what I also said was, when you and I first started covering the team, you know, we I don't remember ever being on the field pregame. No, we never walked down there. I think I've walked down there one time. It and, just and I, was it, not. You have no business being on the field pregame. Right. For so us, there wasn't. We never did it. Plus, we're usually doing pregame shows, but we didn't. Um, I remember 
in our early, early days, you could stand on the sideline and they would pretty much not guard you. You could be on the sideline for about the last seven minutes of yeah, a game, the fourth right? quarter, yeah. Pretty close and timeouts and everything. You were down there a lot. And I a mean, on the sideline, like I've told the story here, Deion Sanders playing for the Niners intercepted a ball in the corner of the end zone right by home plate and ran by me. And it sounded like, uh, whoa, it's the wildest thing I could ever remember. And Dave, by the end, yeah. I didn't even bother going down because they keep you in kind of a bullpen. Yeah. Right? They changed it. it used to be weird standing on the sideline. Not anymore. And then they moved you over there kind of uh, kind of behind home plate with the doors. You see where the referees yes. used to run off the field. Oh, yeah. You up. and I stood down there a few times. Yeah. yeah but we never no, closed to the sideline. Different. Couldn't see anything. Um, I was down there when McCoy got fired. Yeah. And, and Costa would always come off the sideline, laugh, when they got beat. Ha! He's a Chargers sideline guy. And the last time that I remember really being on the field, we were down there, well, when McCoy got fired. Yeah. But for the Dolphins game that we all thought was the final game, and that was a pretty emotional night for everybody. Yeah. Um, with Weddle and Rivers and Gates, the whole deal. But I'll also say this, Dave. The the one thing that people have said to me since I took myself out of the Bolt City podcast was, oh, well, at least you don't have to fake that or do anything. I said, that's kind of a shot at me because yeah. we were not being asked to be fanboys. We were just being asked to cover the team. And I had no doubt that we could cover the team. We could cover them fair. Yep. Dave may still be a part of it. Um, but I just, with my sons and I spent... Friday night, I was out at Mira Mesa High School for Helix and... Uh, Probably and, at the time of your life. And Mira Mesa, yeah. My, my buddy, Dakota, whose father would have turned 55 that night, was in town. We had a wonderful day. Good. And then yesterday, for the first time in probably... It felt like five weeks. I had two days with my son, Kate, where we just went one-on-one. -on -one. And it started... You know, we hung out in the afternoon. We went to lunch. We went to the Padre game last night. Cade's a Pods fan, but not a diehard Padre fan. His brother is hardcore Padre fan. That game last night, Dave, one to nothing game, was two and a half hours at like the fifth inning. Yeah. And I said to him, hey, man, if you're into it, we'll hang to the end. But I said, a buddy of mine's fighting in the UFC right now. I go, you want to go walk to Gaslamp? Kind of check the Gaslamp out on a Saturday night? Jump, go get my car and go see if we can catch my buddy fighting tonight? He goes, you cool with that? I go, it's your night, man. He goes, I'd love to watch the UFC fight. Okay. I go, you. I go. did you get enough here? He goes, yeah, it was great. He got a shirt, got to see Soto. We saw Bell's home run, the whole thing. We walked through the gas lamp, the energy, feeling the crowd. We got to my car. We went and watched uh, my buddy Luke Rockhold fight uh, Paulo Costa in a great fight. Dave, I don't know if you saw that. I saw some of the highlights. Luke at the end, I, I mean, I met Luke 12 years yeah. ago. And Luke at the end is bleeding, and he rubs his blood was, on the other oh, guy. Oh, he was the one doing it. Okay, I saw that. Yeah, but a guy that, that meant a lot to me when I worked for Clinch Gear, retired at the end of the fight, always a super cool guy for me. And, and to watch that, watch it with Cade, we had a great time. Yeah. And then uh, today, we went to the Elvis movie. We hung out because Cade never saw it. Okay. Um, we had lunch together. We played a ton of Madden football this weekend. Cool. And I was saying to him today, like, as I dropped him off tonight, I said, you know, man, he goes, he asked me, he goes, hey, I'm sorry about the podcast. And I said, I appreciate you saying that. But these kind of afternoons yeah. 
where we're goofing off playing Madden, they go away. Yep. Because I got to watch the game because of the way Dave and I do the show. You're looking for storylines. You want to do it right. You want to do it right for Odyssey. You want to do it right for Dave and the producer. You want to do it right for the audience. And I said, now we can go back to what, I mean, we didn't give away, but Sundays, we got the games on the radio, Raider game, Charger game, yeah. we're watching it, we're doing whatever. But if we want to play Madden, we want to go to the movie, we want to go to the park, we can do all of that. So I can't thank the guys at Odyssey enough for thinking of me and making that phone call. It was incredibly cool. I think they were great on Friday. Well, what if we change this? What if we change that? And, and that was super cool. But uh, I hope, Dave, I feel like we left everything on good terms. Like I said, Dave may still be a part of it, which would be fun. I'll, I'll update in one second. Go ahead. Finish and, what you're saying. But, um, but it was funny, you know, joking with friends like, hey, I can be hardcore Raider fan again. Well, I always will be a hardcore yeah. Raider fan. And we'll get to that story in a second. And, uh, yeah. I'm literally wearing a Raider t-shirt right now. And a Steelers hat. <laughs> no, it's not. It's a... Uh, it's a Tennessee. It's a ten, Tennessee. Oh, it's that's a, it's right. a Tennessee okay. flag. It's just that's all right. blacked out. Um, but it was. Yeah. It was. Steelers hat. I never wear Steelers. Hat. Well, it looks like it from yeah. here. No, you know the Tennessee flag with the yeah, three stars. Yeah, yeah, That's what it is. Um, my son, and and it was great, man. Yeah. But but just uh, kind of looking and going, yeah. Super excited in the moment, but ultimately yeah. it worked out the way it was supposed to, and uh, I'm happy for it. No, I don't. I don't blame you. It's better that you cut your ties before you got started. And, and it was a three-year deal. Yeah, it's a three. It's, dude, it's a three-year deal. So, you know, all of a sudden, you know, we're going through the whole thing and talking to our agent. Our agent normally works out in New York City. She happens to be yeah. Chicago. Busiest work week for her has like 12 contracts to go through. She's public speaking, and she says, "When do you need this back by?" And I go, "I told them by Monday." Yeah. You know, but I needed to look through it. So she went through a couple things without, with her already saying she didn't have time, but she did. And she starts checking stuff off. And she says, ask about this, ask about this, this, and this. And then you tell me on Friday, hey, I'm, I'm going to be out. Or Thursday, you kind of hinted at me, you're going to be out. Yeah. And I'm like, first thing in my mind, you motherfucker, dude. <laughs> dude, I was like, God dang it, you got me into this shit. You know, because in my head, I was going, I already have a lot of things that I do. Yeah. Like, dude, I have three high school baseball teams. I have four yeah. travel teams. Yeah. We have the nonprofit that we're, we're trying to make it bigger and bigger as, as we can. I'm doing the big biz show with Sully and Costa. Oh, Kasa, that's right. Yeah. And I'm driving my ass off all over the place. And it's just, there's, there's stuff that goes into everything. This show is easy and fun. I'm just not, I'll be honest with you, outside of fucking uh, looking up how older than how much are they worth and finding five random questions for Jeff. There's not a lot of prep time in this. Zero. Yeah, this thing doesn't take a lot of time. Everything else does take prep but, time. Well, and just one quick thing that yeah. you just said. Dave's working with Sully and Mike on the Big Biz Show, which is taped in Carlsbad yeah. off of Palomar Airport Road. Dave, that's the other thing. When I came down here Thursday, it took me close to two hours to yeah. get here. It took me two hours to get home. Yeah. And I don't have the ability to tell yeah. Upper Deck, yeah. hey, I'm leaving at 345, <laughs> right? Yeah. Because I'm interviewing John Pagano. No, it's not how it works. So yeah. that would have been, it's 50 miles door to door from Upper Deck yeah. down here. And that's, yeah. that's exactly, it's the same exit. I get off on the same yep. exit. I just go west, you're going east. Yeah. So we, uh, I'm doing the, doing the whole thing. And usually I go from there straight to baseball practice. I don't get a baseball yeah. practice till 7.15. Then I run over here. You and I usually tape at 7.30. Yeah. And, and we're going. So going through the whole thing and I'm talking to my wife and I go, what do you think? And she says that probably what I would say to her, what are you giving up? Yeah. And I said, what do you mean? She goes, you're literally seven days a week, 24 hours. You, yeah. you sleep four hours a day. 
Right. And fuck, and when are you, what are you giving it's up? It's the return on investment, Dave, how we started. Well, so she's, you know, she, she's right. I know she's right. And in my yeah. mind, I know the easiest thing to give up is baseball. Uh, but I'm not giving up baseball. No it's, I'll be honest with you, out of everything I do, if you ask me to write down what's my more, the most fun, it's the baseball part of for course. me. It's my connection to Jake. It's my connection to my kids, the whole deal. I'm not giving baseball up. So right. go through the whole thing, and, and I talked to the guy, and he, you brought up Josh's name to him the first time. Yeah. And he brought up, what about, what about Josh and the producer, and then you guys make it work. And I was like, you know what? It, it's something kind of cool for, for Josh. Yeah. It makes, to be honest with you, it's easier to be on his schedule than be on your schedule. Of course. And I said, let me talk to Josh. And yeah. then Josh goes, I, I, I would do it. I'm in. Oh, nice. So we went through the contract page by page, and we started taking things out. Well, good. And we got things to where it is fair for both sides. Good. He explained his point on things they didn't want to budge out. And here we are. We're going we're gonna to do it. Nice. We're going to do the Goddamn nice. Bolt City Podcast. That's awesome. Good. And so it's that gonna, makes me really happy. It's going to be an interesting experience. Josh does have some broadcasting experience. He, he worked for fine. ESPN for a couple of years, and he, he knows what to do. He'll and be great. Chargers are his, his natural team. And it so is. It will be, um, it'll, it'll be you know, easy enough to knock out. The but funny he thing sees is, a different game. He sees, and this isn't for, for guys who are old radio guys. These are for guys basically in their 20s and, yes. and 30s. Who uh, who understand the way it works through social media? I mean, there's TikTok, there's Instagram, right. there's tons of stuff. And between the producer and Josh, those guys edit. I'm not an editor. Yeah. Obviously, listen to this fucking show, right? Right. We we do the show. We never edit. We upload it. We're out. Right. I don't have to do any of that stuff with these two guys. But so he's it makes here. It easier for me. Well, that's the other thing yes. that makes it really nice, yes. which we didn't have. Oh, that's great. Cool. So well, it's so, good because I was I was afraid it was going to go to somebody else. And even if I was only part of it by name, it still kind of feels like your show. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, of course. And so now that it's there and it stays in the family, ah, oh, that's fucking great. So, okay, that's good. So he's he's excited about it. I think my wife's extremely excited that him and good. I get to do something together yes, for sure. as a father and son. But it still comes down to a big time thing. It with, does, with, right? Yeah, with me. And of course, my thing is I'm mean, like, fucking Jeff. Got but me you right can into do this. it. You pull me right in. But you guys yeah. could do it what I can't, which is, depending on Josh's availability, yeah. you might be able to do it at 4 o'clock on a Sunday. You might be able to do it at 1 o'clock yeah. on a Tuesday. I just don't have those opportunities. Yeah, so. of course. No, it would be tough. The thing is, again, the way I knew where I wanted to be with my kids when they were about your, your kid's age, yeah. um, I'm covering the NBA Finals, Lakers-Pistons, yeah. and the Lakers were my life. Yeah. And I remember I'm at Staples, and I'm like, what the fuck am I doing here? My kid has a Little League game that I'd yeah. rather be at. And that's when it all changed. That's when yeah. I stopped covering the Lakers, start doing the, stopped doing those drives to L.A., and go, this is it. If you were to miss anything having to do with Helix football, uh, it would drive five, you nuts. Five Thursday games. It. You'd regret it. I, I would never, yeah. I mean, I would have never made it up to him. Because you would have cut your Sunday short with your kids. All of it was All sucked. of it. And, and the whole deal. And so, like I said, it's it's odyssey doing it and it's the return on investment and ultimately it's the return on investment of time but the thing that makes me happy about that dave is what it actually does is it takes a lot of your time but it increases your time with josh yeah and that's a win of course no matter what the finances are 20 years from now those shows will always be around you'll be able to find those shows somewhere they they live on the cloud forever and you could look back and go, I did a show with my kid. Yeah. Like, how sweet is that? No, I'm, I'm excited about that. It's a, that's, that's really cool. No, I'm excited. Definitely excited about that. I can't imagine ever doing something like that with my dad. 
You know you what I mean? Lou, what would you guys have covered? <laughs> All in the family my podcast? Da- I, my, my dad was the king. I can't do it because we're on yeah. a video right now. But I would walk into the room as a kid my whole life, and my dad yeah. would stick his finger up like one second. I'll, yeah. I'll talk to you in one second. Well, the one second never came. Like no. we, As soon as he went to commercial, hey, I like this commercial, and he'd leave his finger up. So he just always shut me out. So if, yeah. him and I did a show, every time I tried to talk, he would do the one finger in front of me. I know it. We, uh, he would tell me, shut the fuck up the whole time. You can't. You can't. I mean, it, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I would never do the show it, with my dad. No, it's just, it's my conversations with both my sons. Jack and I talk Padres. We talk AEW, right? We talk WWE. We talk all that. Kate and I today had a blast just talking a thousand different things and, and just playing video games and hanging out and, you know, just that whole thing. And it's that, I mean, they're sophomores in high school. Yeah. But, but the idea that, A, at that point, they still are willing to hang out with me and do those kind of things. And that's what I'm saying. It's a three year contract. The three years you have left with those kids still living in San Diego for sure. Correct. Yeah. And, and that was the thing. And so, uh, yeah, the, the other thing is too, because not many shows do it. Um, we'll tell you on our show, like, Hey, check out bold city podcast. Like, that'll be fun. Like Dave, who's on this week. Yeah. Uh, Jay Posner will be on or, uh, Yeah. I just throw Jay out. Yeah. Um, and it, and we'll let you know where it is because I really do. I, I love those guys. There's a guy that, that runs Odyssey. I mentioned it, Matt Nahagian, that I've been buddies with for 20 years. And it's so much different. Dave, I think you're going to enjoy it so much. I hope you and Josh do. Because it's so much different than anything we dealt with at 1090 and especially at 1360. So that's fantastic. It makes me feel a lot better. But, yeah. Um, it'll be cool. So when yeah. you guys, when does it actually start? We'll uh, we'll figure it all out. We officially sign everything uh, probably tomorrow, Exciting. and then we'll that's get great. we'll get a, get the time frame as far as everything that's going on. But uh, of course, only three preseason games this year, and then yeah. the football season starts up, man, really really quick. You know, in a couple of weeks, we're gonna have everything ready to go. And I mean, again, I love the NFL. I love Major League Baseball when your team's in it. I mean, we talked about how exciting it is that you went to the game even yesterday. I'm watching the game last night on TV. I'm My watching son Jack went today with his mom. Did so that was fun. Yeah, he went and... It was funny. Same, you guys both went separate days, same score. Well, we did it because... And Bell hit a home run in both games. Which is really cool. <laughs> um, he wanted to go to a game, and his mom... The idea was we figured Tatis would be back. Yeah. like And, and so... She said, hey, I'd like to take Jack to a game. And I said, you got it. And yeah, so yeah. she said, we're going to go on whatever today is, the 21st. And I said, all right, then I think I'm going to take Kate on the 20th. And she's like, oh, that's great. Because, again, he wanted to see Tatis. But having the chance to see Soto, having the chance to see Machado. I tell you what, Dave, it, 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 the thing that I took. And by the way, thank you to Mike. Dave, we're sitting way up. I just bought a couple of tickets. We were up in, I think, 312. Yeah. 312, row 13. Just Kate and I hanging out, uh, laughing. And a couple of minutes, you know, we'd been there 20 minutes. Guy stopped by and said, hey, Jeff, I just want to say hi. My name is Mike. I'm a Patreon subscriber. Really? And he was really, really nice. And my son said to me, man, that's cool, huh? I said, Katie, you have no idea how cool that yeah. is. I'm like, it's great being here with you. But I said, no, I mean, it is. No, I'm just right. laughing at the difference. You go to a game and people do that. I go to a game and people walk by and just scream, fuck you at Good. me. Good. Nonstop. I like that, too. That makes me happy. 
Um, we got to go one time with, and I, you bring one of your kids with us. Yeah, oh, they're gonna great. be amazed. They would love it. They're they gonna they'll laugh great. their ass off. Oh. Listen to guys cuss at me the whole time. They would think it's outstanding. They would absolutely think it's outstanding. Eat shit. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah well, that's all I get. Um, but it was great. So Mike, thank you for saying hi. Very cool. But uh, I, what I was saying to Kate last night, God damn! I mean, that game was just like, and I'm always the guy when they're complaining on Twitter. Where else do you have to be? But when it's a one nothing game and you're two and a half hours in and you're in the fifth inning, you're like, this game is dragging, right? Like, yeah. let's go. But what I said to Cade was, before you were born, I would come out here and there'd be about 6,000 people, right? And the food selection wasn't the same. The music wasn't the same. The yeah. entertainment. And there was no energy. The energy in that place last night, Dave, in front of us, we had a couple of little kids. They could not have been six or seven. Uh, four girls. There was like a family. This poor guy's trying to get people to move seats because he's got family all over the ballpark. He, nicest guy, right? Hey, your seats will be upgraded. He's selling them. Oh, wow. And I tell him, I go, bud, you're a champ. But he and his wife, there are four girls in front of us that had to be like six or seven. And Dave, they were so funny. Because they're talking to each other and they're hugging each other. And then they're doing this. No cell phones for them or anything like that. But these kids are eating hot dogs. And I'm saying to Kate, the goddamn hot dog is bigger than the kid. But they were so well behaved. So excited to see Juan Soto. Right. And see Manny and see Hassan Kim. And it was great. And it's just there was such a buzz. But then I, I started watching. And you see this guy walk in, and he's just the typical, uh, yeah, bro, guy, really? right? That guy. He's got the white boat shoes on. He's got the canvas khaki shorts on. And all of a sudden, you look, and he's wearing a Tony Gwynn jersey. And he's got the very, looks like he just fell off a canoe ad with the haircut, right? <laughs> And I'm like, you know, there almost should be some kind of rule at the store where you come in. Yeah. I'm going to take that Gwyn 19 jersey. No. No, you're not. <laughs> here, we're going we're gonna to put you in this jersey right here. Who's that? It's Dave Nelson, longtime first baseman. Or Jim, uh, Jim Layritz. We got a Jim Layritz jersey. So I started sitting there thinking, I'm like, I got to ask Dave tomorrow if there should be some kind of standard, you yeah. know, for that. Well, it ends up, this guy ends up sitting in the row in front of us. Dave, this fucking guy was the funniest guy I've ever... He was so cool and so fun. I was like, Tony Gwynn would love this guy. He did not... He just looked like a guy that was going to be a complete pain in the ass. He was the funniest guy ever. Was he by himself? No, he's with like nine other guys that have the white frame sunglasses. Every one of those guys in the group were so cool... And because you're like, oh, these guys are going to probably get loaded and get the shit beat out of them. Fuck no. They were great. And just like talking with people around them, but not not invading or anything. Just having a blast, man. And I said to Kate, I go, dude, I cannot tell you when just sitting in a section with fans, watching everything go on around you was so much fun. Like just to hang. And so... 
when we eventually went to watch the UFC, I just said to the dad who'd been getting people, I was like, hey, man, I got you open. Here's two more. He's like, oh, I love you guys. I love you guys. So um, I told him, I go, hey, I know it's fifth inning, but you're not going to be out of here till midnight the way this game's going. He's like, God damn, slowest moving game ever. But, you know, sometimes you go out, you sit in the stands, and you're like, oh, my God, what's going on? It was an absolute blast. And I said to Jack today, I said, how are the people around you? He goes, oh, they're great. It was Good. a real blast. So. Yeah, really, really fun out there the last couple of did days. Did you see uh, Erica almost got hit with the home run ball yesterday? Who did? Erica. Short Erica. Looking Where for was she? Here. She sits right next to the bullpen in the left field. Okay. And there's a ball hit that almost almost smoked her. You're, wait, the, the Nationals home run? The ball, it had to be. Yes, the ball hit the Nationals by... home run. Yeah. Dude, Dave, I could be standing. I saw it on TV. I free froze my TV going. Fuck, that thing almost got her. What was she doing? Taking a selfie? Yeah, she didn't. It wasn't even faced. I don't even think she protected her daughter, by the way. It was right next to her. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that. If that ball came right to her, can she catch it? Fuck no, dude. It, 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 look at her. Look at her hands. A ball going at her might as well be a meteor. You think those little tiny hands are going to catch that ball? I was just going to say, if you and I... if you, Okay, let me ask you this right here. This is like your five random questions. What are we doing to that girl? Okay, twenty five thousand yeah. dollars coming to us. Yeah. Okay. And and it's the jug's gum, but the ball is only coming from ten feet up in the air. You got two choices. Yeah. To catch the ball, who you bet not? Choice one is Erica, or choice two is Rocky the raccoon. <laughs> Go with the raccoon. You think the raccoon? The raccoon. You probably the... have to train him a couple yeah, of times. I right? give him spine. sugar cubes Fuck. or something. Dude, my dog would catch it. No problem. But look, it's not yeah. her fault. She has tiny hands. Just give her a Taylor Rogers picture. Do you think Keep when she motivated? grabs the steering wheel, she could even go from finger to, to hand? Like, to, can she wrap that thing all around? How she even hold her phone to take that picture? So big. Be like you and I holding this table. Dave, pick up the side of the table. I got to take a selfie. Like Moses with the tablets and shit. <laughs> so holding her phone. Like, uh, it's like friends when they're moving the couch. Pivot. She's trying to pivot. Avery, pivot. Help your mom with the phone. My nails look great. Dave's going to call me. It's weird. We lost a Patreon subscriber. <laughs> she's not going anywhere. She's going to write, you motherfuckers. I have no problem holding my phone. She's going to write to us. Yeah. Shows her little hand. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want her to get smoked. Oh my god, dude! It should be like the what is it at um, the Chinese theater like, well, in LA where you put your hands in the in the in the listen, cement. Listen, I gotta say this too. I gotta say this in regards to our friend Erica. The few of you guys getting a little creepy. Ah, oh, well, of course that's what guys are. Just, ah. just, well, guys are crazy. When she did you hear the guys other, are ridiculous. She has, she answers her random questions. Yeah. She posts everything up there, and somebody asked her how much for picture or pictures. Said a thousand bucks. Pirates, like, what are you doing? Calm down. Those will be all over the internet. Erica's like, that's rent. That's what rent. That's rent. Oh, I love it. Yeah, but then guys that well, are they asking for pictures of her? Or asking for uh, like, like the feet pictures? Those, those weirdos. Well, she said that too. Weirdos, uh, and then. Uh, but it's just like when she said that, like thousand bucks, just like a lot of Uncle fucking pervy. Remember Buck Henry when he was yeah. on uh, Saturday Night Live? Yeah. yeah. 
a lot of people come out of the woodwork. It's like, hey, baby, put your own phone down, okay? <laughs> Calm down. She's 19. What is wrong with Gus? God, man. God. <laughs> Poor kid's got epilepsy. At what age did, did guys start becoming like like perverts? Like what grade? A ninth. Yeah, right? I mean, when you, you think ninth? I didn't even go earlier than that. Like the 69 jokes, you know, turn to page 69 and when oh, half yeah. the class laughs. Yeah. Yeah, That's I think it's true. younger than that. We talked about those pins. Remember you yeah. used to flip upside down? Oh, those are good. Yeah. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Yeah, to, Spencer's was unbelievable. Spencer's was F Street yeah. for anybody under the age of 18. Yeah. And they didn't even hide it. They had those goddamn uh, Super 70s. Just put them, those drinking glasses Yeah, that's what I was going to bring up to you. I, we need those in here. <laughs> those drinking glasses, when you put a liquid in, the girls become naked. Yeah, you may have to do that. You just lick your thumb from what I've been told. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> I wouldn't know. Oh, my God, dude. I told you, I used to get the goddamn Sears catalog for my mom, and then I would just flip right through it. You thought I was going to the NFL shit? I was going right yeah. through the fucking breastfeeding going- bras. <laughs> what? I'm just going right there. I'm going, all right, there's half a tit. And I'm like, that's it. That was in third grade. I just stopped doing that two weeks ago. Battle of the Network <laughs> Stars? How old yeah. is that? Battle of the Network Stars was almost porn. I mean, dude, the bathing suits were ridiculous. Come on. Catherine Bach, Heather Thomas, you can see right through those blue bathing suits. There's no chance we could have hosted that show. <laughs> no. Guys, stand by Gabe, Gabe, uh, Gabe Cotter coming over. No, no, no. Nope. Get Catherine Bach over here. Uh, she didn't participate in the event, Jeff. Yeah, well, she's very insightful. Stand by Parker Stevenson, guys, talking four by 40. <laughs> Ah, uh, Parker Stevenson. <laughs> yeah, right? Dude, that is so fucking okay, funny. Okay, here you go. I'll give you another guy. Yeah. This would be the other guy that was on that show all the time. You watch Data's Enough, right? Yeah, of course. Who, uh, hey, hey, is anybody listening on this thing? What the fuck's it take to get Judy Norton Taylor over here? <laughs> we don't, I don't know why it's always the pilot move. I got one move. It's all right, it's good. We don't have Judy Norton Taylor. Uh, we got the big, tall husband from Eight Is Enough coming over. He was in the discus. What's his name, Dave Myron? His first on the show name, I think it was a Grant, or is that his real name? No, Grant? not the brother. The guy that married the big, tall, blonde-haired guy that was the oh yeah, fuck it, dude, minor league know. pitcher. You yeah. remember that guy? It'd be yeah. like that guy. Yeah. What am I gonna ask this asshole? <laughs> well, you better figure it out. You got two minutes to fill. Fuck. Send Telly Savalas over here, baby. Telly said no chance. No chance. Where is he? He's in catering with Judy Norton Taylor. <laughs> Dude, I can never understand how CVS would lose the tug of war and they had Lou Ferrigno on their team. Always. All right, you little perverts. We got you Melissa Gilbert. No. No. <laughs> Can you imagine the director just heckling us? Dude, I wonder if it was Chet. You think Chet Forty was the director of those things? Had to be. He did everything with Howard, right? Absolutely. That's a great call, Dave. Don Olmeyer. Don (laughs) Olmeyer. Guaranteed Chet had something to do with that. Uh I was funny. I was saying to... uh, How is that show not out? Like, you could go at at, uh, Parkway Plaza. They're closing. And they still have... 
They're closing the, the mall? No, the mall's still there, but I'm sorry. Inside, they have this store called FYE, which is like, it's like Sam Goody's, okay. right? You're like, yeah. how are these assholes still in place, in business? And you go in there, and they've got 9,000 copies of the Rockford Files. Yeah. Right? On DVD. Yeah. Marked down to $87 for yeah. season three. I'm like, how the fuck do they not have Battle of the Network stars on Blu-ray? How many copies would you and Dan Williams buy? How many How many shows do you think they did? I'm guessing they did, honestly, maybe seven years of that. How long do you think they did that? Well, remember they brought it back a couple of years it ago. It was terrible. Yeah. Joe Tessitore. Joe Tessitore ruined it. Mike um, Greenberg. Cosell was great. They probably did like seven years. Yeah, that's but what dude, I'm guessing. When it was in its prime, it was so good. Yeah, you can find all that shit on YouTube. It's just not as clear. They, they used, used to, to run it on Classic ES- Sports, remember? Yeah, right? Yeah. It's good stuff. Dude, as a kid, you look forward to that shit. Like, oh, my God, it's going to be on. You start telling but, your friends. But the thing, yes, for the obvious reasons, like Valerie Bertinelli. Yeah. Not for but, Donnie Most. Fuck. Yeah, not Anson Williams. Hey, put some shorts on. Okay. All right. Tiny. Put some goddamn shorts on. <laughs> Right? Who else was Patrick Duffy? Yeah. Hey, stud, slide to the left, okay? One step over. You're in the way of Lee Merriweather. <laughs> um, but that show, but you would, like, like, I don't know for you, Dave, I was always Team ABC. And then there'd be like one guy on the block that would be like, "Yeah, I'm trying to th- think. I think I was. I think I was ABC also. Oh, it's because yeah. you had, you know, all the all the shows. And then there'd be one guy. I should have been CBS though. I was watched the Hulk and Dukes of Hazard. They sucked though. Who is <laughs> yeah, Rand? Telly Savalas ran CBS. Yeah, that's right? true. Telly didn't know what was going on. And then there'd always be one kid on the block. Yeah, I kind of like NBC. Oh, you do? Is that right? <laughs> you like NBC? You big Robert Conrad fan? Yeah. Oh, that show's good. This one kid on the block. Yeah. yeah. ABC would win every year. They yeah, were they cool. Did. ABC had the very likable team. They also had. Until Chachi was yeah, on there. Well, <laughs> well, that's the thing is Chachi was a jerk, but he was the most athletic one on there. He was pretty good, yeah, right? Breezed right through that damn thing. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's so fucking. That was all filmed at Pepperdine. Remember that? Yeah. It was all filmed at Pepperdine. That's fucking nuts. When I did that tour with uh, with Josh, a recruiting chip, I didn't even think about it at the time, that I was on the actual I wonder track if that pool like, is still fuck. there. They, they had to have changed it out by now, right? That's 40 years. Oh, man. I think, honestly, God, dude, I think that pool's there because it's the track. I think it's yeah. the pool and then the baseball field's below, and he goes right in, you see it right into the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> and then right smart. behind that's where they have the house for um, two and a half men. Oh, is that yeah, right? all that area is right there. But it was funny. They were smart. They'd skip right through softball. Yeah, they did. Right? All that stuff. Oh, my yeah. God, dude. That is so fucking funny, man. God, dig your memory was crazy good right there. But remember when uh, when Gabe Kaplan, Gabe Kaplan, yeah. right? Gabe Kaplan got in the fight. And had a race Conrad. Yeah. And then he smoked him. Yeah, Conrad could have been a bigger jerk. Every year. Yeah. Every year he was Every a Every year. That would have been a guy I would have liked to get on the show. <laughs> I love that guy. <laughs> Remember? Yeah. Dude, what's yeah. the deal? Did I'll tell get- you what. If they ever filmed the Robert Conrad movie, yeah. I'm telling you, this guy's an amazing guy, but I have no doubt he could be a great actor. I'm telling you, I think Steve Verissimo could play Robert Conrad. I could see it. But Steve's a great guy. Yeah, but I think he could, I think his, I think Steve could play Robert Conrad. I could, I could see it. You see but I love Stevie Verissimo. 
God dang. When did Robert Conrad die? How long ago? Career? <laughs> Career was dead before he was 83. on. Yeah. Before getting Battle of the Network stars. I got to look that one up. Man. Yeah. And then he actually died. Tell me this. Yeah. Did he ever record an album? Did I guarantee all those fuckers did? Right. Yeah. He di- uh, you know what, dude? He, didn't, he only died in 2020. Duh. Okay. I'm- <laughs> Where do you think he died? What city? Oh, I like this. Where did he die? Let's say Fullerton. Dude, Malibu. He hasn't left that fucking track. God, he he's, can't get over it. He's still pissed. <laughs> he died looking for someone to sit there and say he got ripped off. In the same exact place where we uh, fucking are just talking about him. It's tough. Yeah. It's tough he's got to live there with shame. You think when he went down to the market? Hey, how you feel about calling out uh, old man Cotter? Hey. Right here. Remember those battery commercials? Yeah, knock it off my shoulder. I dare you. Why? All right. You're five foot one. That's the first thing I thought of when he said Verissimo. I said, I could see Verissimo. I said, I dare you to knock this fucking battery oh, off my Steve, shoulder, you Steve's asshole. Steve's a good man. <laughs> Steve's family. If I tell Pointer Dave, knock it off. Oh, you know who Steve said it to? Maddie. Yeah. I can, I can tell you what. I got to tell you this, Craig Meddy. You know you're my guy. I think there's a lot of people right now that are cheering for the Lions this year. Because but, of hard knocks? God, it's good. Right? It is great. They have no defense. But, yeah, it's great. I know. I the love def- Aaron defense Glenn on that show. I think Meddy was in town this weekend. I think he was at the Padre game yesterday. Was he? I, think he, I thought I saw him with his daughter on uh, social media. Dude, I, they have been. Because when the Lions were announced, I was like, ah, come on. They have been great, and I've got a few buddies, my buddy Brian Schilling, yeah. my buddy Randy Reyes, and, uh, and Craig, who I've known the longest. Uh, well, Craig, did Craig jump in on the Lions, though, when the Chargers left? No, he was a Lions fan way before that. He was a Barry Sanders fan. See, that's what I thought. Okay. Dude, I, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to claim to be a Lions fan yeah. when the Vikes are in the of same course. division, but I would really, those guys, remember Dan Campbell's initial press conference where we just thought he was, was the dumbest Rick guy Dan. ever? Yeah. He is great. Like, he is really great. Like, I'm cheering for that guy to be a success. He, um, it, it's, it's a great show. Deuce Staley and Aaron Glenn make that so show. So fun. They're completely making that show. It's really good. The situation with the quarterback, you haven't seen I'm not going to ruin it for you last week, but there's a situation with the quarterback where you, like, you literally see where a guy's career comes to an end. Yeah. Over yeah. nothing. Yeah. Over something that he won't be able to shake. And you just go, holy fuck. And then... He did play yesterday in the in the game. They played the Colts yesterday. He did, and uh, his I heard n- about, it, but I'm only 30 minutes into it, so into I haven't seen episode? that part. But I've heard a lot of people okay, yeah. say it. Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 really fucking good, and it's been a while uh, since it's been really good. Yes, I agree. Yeah. And this has been, and I think it'll continue to be good. Yeah, that's been what's really fun. So yeah, good for the Lions, man. They were overdue, but I think a lot of people, probably like us, Dave, that thought Dan Campbell was a was, fuck off. Yeah, yeah. I hate to say it. I, I like Herm Edwards as a as a person. Yeah, he's not a coach. He's a motivational guy. Yeah, you know. And well, we'll see with Dan. Yeah, well, so I'm kind of curious to know what goes on with, with Dan as but well. But with Deuce Staley and Aaron Glenn, Mark Brunel's been kind of funny, right? Yeah. In, in limited, um, yeah. You you go okay. Well, when they're playing the Packers or the Bears, hundred percent, I'm cheering for them. No shit. No shit. They so. should they should uh, they should finish uh, third. By the way, as well, overall, they should finish third. By wow. the way, I know it was Jeff and I are watching MLB Network right now. Mm-hmm. But did you see that you didn't catch the Blue Jays Yankees today? No. So uh, Manoa and Garrett Cole get into it in the middle of the game as they're showing on TV right now. Everyone okay. says Garrett Cole's the biggest puss in the history of baseball. I believe it. Just runs his fucking mouth but doesn't yeah. do anything. He's all talk guy. Yeah. 
And Manoa straight out on the Blue Jays called him out. Dude, just just go ahead and cross the sign. You know where our locker room is. Yeah. You know, you know where we are. Because nice. you know, I'll, be, I'll beat your ass. No problem. <laughs> Dude, it's so fucking great. Because everyone in baseball knows Garrett Cole's a puss. Yeah. I believe that. Tough guy. Jesus. Tough. Aaron's... Uh, I noticed you guys didn't comment last night. A uh, couple of quick Padre notes. Josh Hader, man. Dude... I I have to say this, Dave. I get it. I get that everybody buys tickets, the whole thing. Yeah. When people ragged Hosmer, I didn't have any problem with it. The Red Sox fans are ragging Hosmer. I get it. Yeah. He just rubbed everybody wrong. Dude, the idea of blowing uh, Boo and Hater off the field kind of bugs Dude, me. It, it is crazy. So I was, I was just fucking around on Friday. I was sitting like right here. There are two TVs. Yeah. I'm watching Dodgers pods. And I was just screwing off, and I'm going, I think in the fifth or sixth inning, hey, I just turned the Padre game on. Yeah. When are they going to put Hater in to come in and blow it? Just fucking off. I had no yeah. idea it was about to come in and blow it. And then I, I'm like you. Dude, Dude the guy just gets here. You want him to transition. He's been so dominant for so yeah. long. I get what was said earlier in his career, but the guy yeah. has been such an impact player. Yeah. It's a little bit, too, uh, like Kimbrel for the Dodgers. Like, when guys are that good and all of a sudden they lose it very, yeah. very quickly, this does not apply to Hosmer, but it does apply to that. Dude, it sucks. Uh, like, it, he's been yeah. a guy that's been really, really fun to watch, except for when he was pitching against the Padres. But when you watched him, he was such a dominant guy. And the guy clearly wants to make a contribution. Of course. But you dude, want to prove to your new teammates, new city, that you're everything they thought they yeah. were trading for? I mean, Josh Bell had been struggling, gets home yep. runs in back-to-back days. You hope that opens things up. Uh, but here, dude, here, here's boom, my, my feeling. Booing Hader off the field, to me, is kind of minor league. Here's, here's my feeling on Hader. I think they uh, honestly have used him the wrong way. Yes, I would agree. And you can't give a closer, a guy who's used to pitching at least once every three days at worst. Yes, fucking that many days off and then say, go do your thing for an inning or in a high-pressure situation. But he has said, the weird thing is, too, though, Dave, you're kind of managing what he's saying, which is he only wants to pitch in safe situations. He's saying, I'm the most efficient when I'm doing that because if you take me and do a tie game, it's all the things we've talked about for years, whether it was Kirby Yates or Trevor or Bell or anybody else. It's a different kind of mindset yep. with these guys. We saw it with Trevor Rosenthal a bunch. I think we saw it with Mark Melanson. The mindset is the game's three to one, bring me in. And they look, the other night it was a save situation, and he blew it. Yeah, That one he blew. But when you bring him in in these tie games or, or different situations, at least in this city, um, it's never really worked out, no matter who the manager was. Andy Green. It's like that for every team, though. It's not just a Padre thing. It is a uh, mind. Yeah. I do believe it's a mindset. Yeah. I felt bad for him. I'm, I'm honestly, you know, I felt bad for Darvish, who's just pacing. Oh, I know. Back and forth pacing, because he's like, fuck, I don't have no control over this. And Were we here that night? Yeah, okay, the- so, so it's a four-game series. With a, there, there was a, a fuck-up on Thursday, right? Thursday, they put him in, not a clean inning. Then they try to give him a clean inning on um, But was that the Darvish game Thursday? Friday. Third, was, I think it was Thursday. That was the Darvish game. Am I right on this one? Either yeah, because way, Snell pitched Friday. Yeah. Because Snell got hit. Yeah. yeah so, so we watched the Darvish game. So on Friday, people are like, oh, what the fuck's Melvin doing? They should give him a clean inning. Number one, it doesn't always work that way. Right. All right? Nobody comes in and, and averages more strikeouts per inning than fucking Hater. So it doesn't really matter. It's a pressure situation. It's a safe situation. He's doing what he what he is paid to do, and it didn't work out either way. They gave him a clean right. inning the next night, and he fucked it up. So you're just sitting there watching going, holy shit. So I've been watching Kimbrell the whole year. Yeah. Who has not pitched a clean inning until today since June 13th. Yeah. One, two, three. 
So today they did a weird thing at Dodger Stadium where all the girlfriends and wives got to pick each other's their husband's songs. Oh, okay. You know, like uh, Freddie. Yeah, Freddie Freeman had uh, "Man, I Feel Like a Woman" playing every time he went to bat. Jesus. But you know what Craig Kimbrell's was from what? his wife? It was from the movie Frozen. Let it go. Oh, nice. And the whole all of Dodger Stadium that was left sang it, saying "Let it go" when Kimbrell came into the game today, and he got a one, two, three. For nice. the first time in over two months. And you go, and so I'm looking at Hater, and I'm like, he's been here almost three weeks. He doesn't have one save. He's here over 16. It's uh, right now, Dave, I, I don't know, right? I mean, I it was interesting listening to you because Orsillo was off, Junior was off. So Mud and Scan had been doing radio together last couple of days. Did it? Mud did radio? Yeah. I had no idea. I thought he had the time off too. No, he was doing radio with Scan, and they were talking about pitching and just. The mental aspect of it, right? Yeah. And all of that. And, look, I'll say this, having watched both of them. I saw a whole lot of Rodgers. I told you the night he got here. And you've seen a whole lot yeah. of Hater. Yeah. Right? Rodgers, unfortunately, is what we saw here. I mean, but the idea that everybody rags him, the guy did save 24 games here. But we said it. He wasn't a guy that you could trust down the stretch. For me, as somebody who's just a baseball fan... And especially as a Padre fan, I hope Hader finds it because he can be that guy. I don't know what's going on. And I'm sure for for Melvin, for Niebla, for Hader, for everybody else, right? They're all looking for it. And how do you handle it? Do you want 17 different guys talking to him and, and getting the fuck in his head? I don't know, man. But the guy clearly, if you remember when he got here, so excited to be here, so excited, right? Because the first day he was here was the day they traded for Soto and Bell. Yeah. And uh, Brandon Drury comes in, and he knows he's a key part of that. And he wants to contribute to this team, and he's getting the shit beat out of him. Yeah. And, dude, it sucks. I'm not saying you have to cheer the guy or pat him on the back. But, again, man, having watched this team for a lot of years, we've seen a lot of shitty baseball. And... That dude's going through it, and to boom off the field, I just kind of thought was, I thought it was kind of minor league. I didn't like it. One thing I want to uh, I want to address because I wrote it on Twitter, but people can't read your tone, obviously. You know, sure. through, when you write something out, but uh, people took it the wrong way. My point was about Bob Melvin, <laughs> and did you see my comments about Melvin? I said overrated hire. I was being it was tongue in cheek. My point is this: is as Jeff and I are very good friends with Boat. It's not a name drop. Yeah, he's probably our closest friend in baseball. What do you say? Yeah, I would think. Okay, yeah. so so Boach and Joe Torrey, who's been on the show, and different guys like that have come on the show over the years. We used to always ask this Francona. question. Francona, how many wins a year is a manager responsible for? Right. And the answer was always four. They always said at most four. It all how many come, losses are they responsible for? Fucking all of them. Yeah. You know, according to the fans, it's all of them. I mean, how many times did you and I host Padre postgame talk and people rip the fuck out of Boach? Yeah, all or the time. Andy Green or, yeah. well, yeah. I guess we were, oh, no, Bud. At ten ninety, yeah, yeah, they did it. They did it all the time. So, yeah. so uh, I'm not defending any manager. Bob Melvin obviously has a resume. I know he didn't do well when he was with Seattle, and he didn't do well in Arizona, but he did well in Oakland. Okay, he has right. three Manager of the Year awards. My point was, and being tongue in cheek, is that Bob Melvin's only going to be as good as his players, and yeah. th this has not been a very good roster for the majority of the season. It just hasn't. They haven't yeah. been able to hit. All right, you agree did with you that? See, yeah. Did you see the stat last night? Which one? That uh, I didn't bring my phone in with me. If you pull up Posner on Twitter, yeah, they showed uh, Bally Sports San Diego showed an unbelievable stat since I think June, as far as what the offense is doing and what Manny's doing. Yeah, 
and especially when it came to what the average was with runners in scoring position. And I swear to God, I feel like Manny's hitting over 600. I might have that too high. It might have been 300 or 400. Doesn't matter. The, the rest of the team's hitting 218. Yes, terrible. 218. With runners in scoring position. That's second or third. They just ran a stat right here with, uh, as you were talking a second ago, with the Dodgers on the bottom of the screen, hitting like 286. Look at the yeah. difference. Look at the yeah. difference. It's huge. So my, uh, my, my point is, though, with Bob Melvin, real quick, before people freak out, they're 18 games out right now. Mm-hmm. That's not Bob Melvin's fault. You can't give them all 18. Last right. season with Jace Tingler, the, the team finished 28 games back. There's a good yeah. chance the Padres could finish 28 games back. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's, it's those guys have to produce, and the guys haven't produced. Cronenworth has had a disappointing year. Hosmer was shit. Yeah. Your catchers, I hate to say it, neither one of your catchers, I think, are major nah. league catchers. You know, Machado's definitely an elite player, top 1%. Yep. Uh, Hassan Kim has played an outstanding shortstop. Hitting could be better. Pro far, dude, is not a starter. No, but Kim's starting to hit. Grisham sucks. Grisham sucks. Grisham fucking sucks. And Soto, to me, honestly, Myers. Is, is, is outstanding. Yeah, and Myers, I mean, they, they, they got rid of uh, Mazzara. You see that? They DFA'd no. him. Oh, you're kidding? Yeah, they DFA'd him. And so you go, okay, well, he's gone. And, you know, for the time, he was doing the best he could. But look, he only had two home runs. You can't have a corner yeah. outfielder hitting two home runs. Right. I understand. So, so going in right now, the Padres at this time were 69 and 57. Going in today's game, they're 67 to 56, okay? Or vice versa. No, last year they were 69 57, 67 56. They won today, 68 and 56. And you go on, okay, well, so what's, what's the deal? How much is this is Melvin's fault? It's not what you think. These managers, as you and I have done this for years, we talk to players and we go, what makes a guy like. Jim Leland or Bruce Bochy, the guys that you guys would run through a wall for. And they all say the same thing. They're guys that check in on us every day. They're psychologists. Yeah. Yeah. They're keeping the locker room going, making sure everybody's getting along, that, they're, that it's a good team atmosphere. It has very little to do with strategy until the postseason. And that's where Boch succeeded, where the way he managed those Giants bullpens in those three world championships. Uh, Joe Madden, very interesting in an interview with the Tampa uh, newspaper. And what he said was, the game's gotten away. And he said the game's gotten away from managers just yep. being able to manage situations and do those kind of things. Everything is now analytical. And Melvin dealt with that. Billy Bean in Oakland and his staff were one of the first guys to yep. do it. And Bob was up there and part of that, and he's been through it. Look, I, I would say this. Bob's probably lost a few games, but when Bob pulled Sean Mania the other day early and, and a lot of people – Questioned it. What's he doing? Pulled him in the fourth inning, the whole deal. Then we found out later, Manaya had a bit of a tired arm, and then he didn't pitch a bullpen. And we saw that he was coming back today. Pretty strong today. Yeah. And I get it. It's against the Nationals. Nationals have beat you four times in the last week. So when you needed Manaya to be good, so I look at that and I go, well, that's probably a really good play by Bob Melvin that, that may not get a lot of credit. I don't, get, I, don't, I don't know why people get so nervous. You said it last night when you said, hey, what about Melvin? And I wrote this. I figured people would say everything. They stayed away from it for 20 feet because there's a bunch of sheep in this town that wait for other people to tell you things. I said, Bob can't handle the bright lights. <laughs> Bob's used to managing in Oakland in Arizona where there's 1,100 people in the stands and everybody's hanging out hoping for the chance to meet uh, Luis Gonzalez. <laughs> and I said, within two years, Bob will be the next special assistant to the GM with Mark Loretta and Ash and Trevor and whoever else, is, Tim Stoffer. 
And I said, I'm going to be super excited to see Brett Boone, name manager of this yep. team. And then I wrote hashtag free seats, <laughs> hashtag Dave and Jeff approved. <laughs> nobody, nobody touched it. I don't, Dave, there's a combination of things that have happened on this team. And look, I don't know. I mean, I think this week's kind of interesting. One thing that this team desperately needed was a day off. They get two days yes. off this week. They're Both off tomorrow. Time. They get the Guardians here for Tuesday and Wednesday. Then they're off again on Thursday for a travel day. Yep. For the opportunity for Melvin to reset the bullpen two different times is big. And then now I really thought last night it was a pretty good conversation between Scan and Mud talking about what do you do with Adrian Morihone? Is Morihone more efficient as a starter, do you look at ways? It wouldn't be this year. No, next year. But next year, when Manaya leaves, Clevenger can leave. Would Morahone be a guy that you look at and uh, make a starter? And Mud said, I think he would be a lights out closer because he's efficient with both sides of the plate, does a lot of different things, changes speeds. And Scan said it becomes a really, really interesting question in today's baseball. Never would have been a question 20 years ago. You'd take the starter every day. But what's more impactful for you? Would you rather have an impactful closer or a starter? For me, Dave, just my point is I'm putting him in the rotation. Now, I get it. I think he's had two different Tommy John surgeries. Yeah. But. Throwing 100. I mean, I, I put him as a starter, too. And the reason yeah. is you're going to lose some of these guys at free agency. And you don't have guys yeah. necessarily ready to come up and go through. Yeah. And re remember this. When any, everybody's coming up and before they even drafted, they're all starters. Yeah. Josh Hader was a starter at one point. Yeah. You, you understand? They're all starters. They become well, and Hader's under closers. contract for next yeah. year, too. That was going to be my next point to you is that, okay, what do you do with Josh Hader? You have him here for a reason. Man. Unless you plan on trading him during the offseason. But it's, it's one of those where I think you could lose guys through free agency and he's still young, and you go, why not have a, have a dominating lefty that yeah. can throw like that? I don't, I don't know. I, the to me, I make him a starter. For Hayter, too, the, what he had said had happened in Milwaukee earlier this year when he was struggling is that he's tipping pitches. But that's not it to me. He can't find the strike no. zone right now. That has nothing to do with tipping pitches if you're fucking drilling guys in the ankle and throwing the ball all yeah. over the place. But fuck, yeah, man. Yeah, he has, he has I, no, no command. I hope he finds it, man. It's just games are so much yeah. more fun. When you've got that guy and he's that hammer and, and brings it in. But you wonder if he can, can he get that first save and then everything just starts to, well, to it, feel better. To me, I look at Josh Bell as the example yeah. because Josh Bell had not been able to hit now back-to-back -back days uh, and really doing it against your former team, right? Getting home runs and, and more importantly, what we always say, getting home runs that matter. When you have it, I look at Grisham and Grisham's got 14 home runs. I haven't gone through one by one because I'm not that bored. But how many of those home runs actually made a difference? I remember we put did the team this. on top. Yeah, how many? Yeah. How many put the team on top or go yeah. home runs? Or how many were were you're down by eight and you get right. home runs? And I remember uh, John Conniff and the guys at Matt Fryers a couple of years ago when we had mentioned Will Myers had twenty home runs, and I had said how many of those were impactful? How many made a difference or gave them the lead or or tied a game? And of the twenty home runs, it was a very very low number that did it. Yeah, if you're down. Six to three, and a solo home run makes it six to four. Right? Big whoop, Dave. Yeah. Big whoop. 
I'm always concerned about the offense. Again, you faced Patrick Corbin today, who has yeah. lost more games than any pitcher in baseball the Boy, last you three years. To find, you needed to see him yeah. going into a day off, didn't you? Holy shit, dude. I've never. I've watched him pitch three times this year, Jeff. Yeah. I've never seen him make it out of the first inning. And yeah. I was like, dude, this was the game I thought they'd scored their eight runs. You yeah. know, the fact that it was that close, you're sitting there going, how are they not lighting up just Patrick Corbin? Everybody does. Yeah, at that point, just you're just take taking, the win. The, you're taking the win. Absolutely yep. right. That's what, that's what you're doing. As you mentioned, uh, something different about how baseball's changing, their conversation between scan and, and mud. Mm-hmm. As I said, I watch every goddamn Dodger game. The Dodger relievers have more wins than the Dodger starters. Oh, wow. And that's what postseason baseball, they say you yeah. can have to rely on. Now, look, nobody wants to face the Mets, DeGrom and Scherzer. Right. Right. Nobody wants to face those two guys. But again, that's how important that bullpen is. Yeah. And you go, you got to fix it. You know, you, team's got to be stronger in the bullpen. And AJ knows that. He just yeah. hasn't found the combination of guys. I will say this. A guy that we <laughs> talked a lot of trash about early on. God dang, Nick Martinez. is great. Is really. <laughs> really fucking good. Yeah. That's why I think he opts out and gets more than $7 million a year. Boy, he's. Someone's going to grab him. And could he be the guy, the other guy to fill out your rotation, right? He could. Easily and- could. And maybe you go with Clevenger, too, and you bring him back, and almost like he had this year where you were kind of using six or you had yeah. figure out different ways to do it. But You know what's weird about Wednesday's game, the pitcher matchup? What's that? It's Clevenger and Plesek. Oh. Do you remember the two guys that got in trouble for breaking yes. COVID protocol yeah. together? They're, they're facing each other at Petco on Wednesday. Man. Uh, Manaya needed that game. Contract year for him, so, yeah, we'll see. All right. Hey, want to mention Brian Curry. Again, congratulations to the Curry family. Dylan Curry, big, big win on uh, on Friday for Poway. Nice job, 1-0. Brian Curry, again, he's selling real estate all over San Diego County. He's been doing it for more than 25 years. He's the best in the business. Time to find out how much you can get for your home if you're ready to move into a different neighborhood because maybe the family got a little bit smaller and you're going, we don't need this big house anymore, but we still want to live in a really nice neighborhood. Brian Curry can answer all your questions, whatever your situation is. Make sure you call him at this number, 619-251-1588, 619-251-1588. We always love playing a little game. It's called BCB. That's Brian Curry Bingo, and it's giving you the opportunity to scratch a street off the list of where you could potentially live. What it does is it narrows the market down, it waste, uh, or it eliminates a lot of wasted time going to open houses where you don't want to live. <coughs> COVID. COVID. Uh, fucking Josh Palais got these little two-ounce bottles Dude, of water. Goddamn glasses. dying here. <coughs> but, hey, Bolt City got a real winner. That kid. Should have hired Mac Jones. Uh, tonight, Dave, we're going to scratch off Imperial Avenue. Oh, Imperial yeah. Avenue is no longer yeah, uh, anywhere move. we're going to leave because I follow San Diego PD on Twitter. Yeah. Seems like every night they're mentioning that there's SWAT somewhere right off of Imperial Avenue. Now, maybe you guys have a little bit of an adrenaline rush. You're like, hey, that sounds like my kind of place. Everybody strap in. Batten down the hatches. Board up the windows. Uh, Not for me. So if you're playing BCB, that's Brian Curry Bingo, (laughs) and you had Imperial Avenue, scratch it off. We're not going there. I'd take it uh, anywhere before I take it to Imperial (laughs) Avenue. And uh, congratulations to my friends in uh, Imperial Beach. Laws being signed between the states and Mexico to get that sewage thing it's about cleaned fucking up. time. Yeah. yeah. Tell you what, I we used to joke about Imperial Beach. I've grown very fond of that area down yeah. there. The people down there are really, really nice. So, yeah, hopefully that finally gets taken care of. Good people down there. Next thing on the agenda should be fixing the San Diego River. When it rains, all the news crews run down to the mall to watch it flood out and people uh, trying to drive listen, through. Listen, 
I drive the 52 probably four times a week. Yeah. This fucking town can't wait to go fill in the the little thing that uh, dips at Convoy. Yeah. They've done it for 25 years. They can't figure out what happens. They do it wrong every time. I think they put styrofoam under there, sugar cubes under there. <laughs> Because then four months later, everything sinks again. Yeah, but goddamn, has anybody ever made an effort to do the same for Fashion Valley? Sit out there, send poor Ted Garcia out there? <laughs> yeah, it's flooded. Has anybody ever used that road? Nobody, Nobody uses, uses that road until it floods. Yeah, until and it floods. And it's like, I can get through here. And all the news crews go, send somebody down there because someone's about to fuck send up. Send Steve Fiorina. Bring a slicker, Steve. It's wet out there. <laughs> slicker. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, my God. This fucking city. Hey, you want to mention Taylor made pools too? Alan Taylor, buddy of mine, said, hey, I just finished my pool. My wife's really unhappy. And I said, yeah? What's wrong? And he goes, the bottom of the pool is all fucked up. It's gray, and the water looks like shit. It doesn't yeah. look good. I go, did you call Alan Taylor? No. And yeah, I go, you well, dumb fuck. That's what you get. Good. I said. I go, what's wrong with you? Yeah. I go, I, dude, I got a guy. I go, you know how many people have used him because yeah. we fucking talk about him and how good he is? Not one person's ever come back and said, Alan fucked me. Yeah. All of them say, Alan does such good work, they can't believe it. This guy tried to go somewhere else. Yeah. It's like dude. he's swimming in a coffin. So stupid. So guess what? Now he's going to have to drain the pool, and now yeah. he's going to have to fucking call Alan. He's got to fix it, make it look yeah. good. So his wife's not sitting there screaming at him. Alan Taylor's the guy, best in the business. When it comes to swimming pools, ask about available financing as well. 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. We said it. There's so many of you in town where the pool is so bad, the bees are afraid to die in it. <laughs> Sucks. Sucks. So now you got to drain it. And I'll tell you what, if Alan and his team come out there. Yeah. And you don't have an ice cold Molson in the fridge waiting for him. You're even a bigger jerk than I thought you were. And trust me, you're pretty high at the top of the chart right now. So get it together. Uh, yeah, weather still, even last night, perfect night for baseball. Right. And then all of a sudden, you kind of start walking through downtown. There's a little bit, uh, you can feel it, a little bit of uh, humidity in the air. Walking back to the car, and I said to Kate, I go, man, this would be a perfect night for a pool, right? He's like, oh, Yeah. I was saying, have the game on the radio, go out, have the pool, play a little Marco Polo, right? The whole deal. But if your pool's gray at the bottom, nobody's going to want to do that. No Bullshit. Way. We'll go inside and play Scrabble. <laughs> uh, call tailor-made pools so when people come to your party, they don't just walk in and just immediately do a U-turn. Whoops. Forgot I left Graham in the living room without a window open. Oh, when are you coming back? Never. Where my car keys? <laughs> nice pull, stupid. <laughs> Want to mention Dan Williams, another Lions fan. Dan's your guy right here to help oh, yeah. you out with uh, getting out of debt. And Dan's a really good dude. And look, these phone calls are going to be super easy. There are calls that you're thinking, I don't want to make this call. Well, guess what? You don't want to be in debt either. You got to make a change. Dan's the guy. He's not going to sit there and make you feel dumb or bad about yourself. He's going to fix your problem quicker than you can imagine. 858 858- 688-6813-858-688-6813. Uh, we're in a fantasy football league. The trash shock between Gavin and Dan. Oh, might, my God. Might be the all-time best. At certain points, I feel bad for one or the other. Like, they go so far <laughs> below the belt that I go, oh, I feel bad for Gavin. Oh, fuck, I feel really bad for Dan. <laughs> Gavin, Gavin was at Snapdragon Stadium. Dan said, 
<laughs> Dan said, damn, it's... <laughs> Kevin first started with, hey, fuck you guys if you don't think this place is great. Right. And then Dan said, damn, it's tiny. To which Kevin immediately replies, I bet you've heard that a few times. Why does that make me laugh so much? I love it. <laughs> it's friend on friend crime. It's just dumb. It's so simple. And I literally laugh every time. <laughs> And then my man Kenyatta comes in with a selfie. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Um, so fun. But I said earlier, return on investment. Now, my weekend, I'm going to say this, my credit card bill is going to show up on Wednesday. It's going to be incredibly high. Yeah. Because I had a very, very fun weekend. Did a lot of things with my sons, went out. I'm actually... Who does this? I might have gone through the dumbest divorce of anybody I ever know. but uh, The longest, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's all done. But my ex, an attorney. And we have always talked about one of our favorite books for both of us was To Kill a Mockingbird. Uh, one of their cats in the house is named Scout. And so the traveling tour for To Kill a Mockingbird is coming to the Civic Theater. So I said to her, I go, look. Supposed to be a great show, uh, Aaron Sorkin. Okay. And I said, but Richard Thomas, John Boy Walton no is in the lead. And I said, it's your call. If you want to go, I said, I owe you things for your birthday or whatever. I go, plus it could just be fun. I go, you in? She goes, yeah, I've seen some things I like. So we're going. It's 165 bucks when you're done, but it'll be a really, really fun day. And I know it's something that she's excited about. And, and I don't know, Dave, I can't remember where my car's parked. And these guys remember all the lines to a, a play. So I can't, wow. I can't go to a lot of them, but something like that I think would be kind of fun. But the point of that all being is that Dan teaches you borrow smart, repay smart. And the only reason why we went to Padre games or we buy tickets to take their mom to the theater is because I know I can repay it this week. My son said to me today, hey, how long do you have to pay that credit card back? Like when you buy things, do you have like six months? I'm like, no, I'll have it all paid off by Wednesday. He's like, oh, why do you do that? And I said, because you don't want to deal with the interest and everything else. It's borrow smart, repay smart. Dan taught us that. Uh, other thing we did today. Have you ever bought a sound bar? Yeah, I have. Do you have a sound bar? Yeah, I do. In my living room. I, I love, do you like it? Yeah, I do. Do you use a subwoofer? Like, it yep. sounds so stupid. Yeah. We sound like those yeah, two so, old guys. Yeah. In the, yeah, I've had it since the 2014 in there. Uh, same thing. Yeah. I, I have a LG TV that I love. Same thing. It's an LG TV in there, hooked up. But if you listen, like you listen to games, I don't know what's going on. You can but set the it up different ways. super loud. Yeah, you can set it up stadium-wise, or you can set it up. With, with the sound bar, right? Yeah. But what I did today was I have a Best Buy card that's completely cleared out. And there were two different sound bars that were kind of set up. And I said to Kate, hey, man, we were just talking credit cards. I said, here's the two different ones, right? Both cool. Both do the same thing. This one's a little nicer. I said, this one's 50 bucks cheaper. But I said, but if I buy this one that comes with the subwoofer and a couple of extra things that yeah. are nice, I said, I can put it on my Best Buy card, which is completely zeroed out. And I've got 12 months, same as cash. If I pay this one, I got 24 days to pay it. He goes, get the cool one. I go, right, 35 bucks a month. And I go, I'll pay it off way before then. I just know I don't have to pay it off by Wednesday. So again, like we said, it, we want to get your finances in line, not so you're buying 
tickets to go to a civic theater or a sound bar. We want you to be able to buy a car or buy a house, and Dan Williams can help you do that. Plus, he works with Brian Curry. You can get your finances in place to buy your house and then get your uh, tailor-made pool in the back. Absolutely. I want to mention Kyle Fluger as well. Kyle, again, stepped up last week with the donation of tickets, and we were Perfect. able to take advantage of that. Erica said, hey, I want to be part of that as well. If they ever want a donation as far as Padre tickets go, I'm happy to jump in as well. So many people have been so great since we've Love been that. talking about Jake's projects and really trying to help uh, kids in the community. Again, all you have to do is go to the site. You know somebody. If it's not you, if you know somebody that needs assistance, don't be embarrassed. That's what it's here for. But you can apply for help. All you have to do is go to jakesprojects.org. Kyle Fluger is the one that built this site for us. He's on the board as well. And at the same time, if you want to make a donation, you can do that too. But Kyle Fluger's got to help you with your computers and everything he's done for us with websites. 619-500-6621. Another really good guy. 619-500-6621. Dave, uh, you don't even know this, but uh, Kyle and I have worked. We're super, super excited. And tonight we're donating uh, $25,000 in the name of Jake's Projects. And we're donating it to all the local high schools in town. You go, my God, that's exciting. What are we going to do? Are we going to ref- Are we going to rebuild the fields? Uh, no, I wish we were. But this is something that's going to help the sanity for anybody going to a high school football game this year. And what we're going to do is we're going to divvy up the 25, what did I say, 250,000? We're going to divvy it up amongst all the schools. I think he's at 25,000. 25,000. We're going to divvy it up so you don't have to sit there and listen to this that I had to listen to while the Helix JV team was so horseshit. <laughs> did you guys win? No, they got smoked oh, by Mayor Mesa. I told Jack. I saw the varsity did great. Varsity did great, uh, which is what matters. But I said, Jack, I said, you're, you're walking home. He goes, I didn't even play. I go, guess what? Now you're backpedaling. <laughs> and I said, yeah, I said, you lose again. Uh, you lose Thursday to Otai. Uh, we're going to court. Oh, shit. We're changing that last name. You're going to be Jack Blah Blah. He's like, what? <laughs> you better focus. Where's that game at? Is it Otai or at Helix? Helix. Okay. So, Helix. They should win. Otai just got a whole new coach and stuff. Madison pounded him the yeah. other day. Uh, so, you're at the game. And listen, I, I, if this hurts anybody's feelings, tough shit. There has to be something put in immediately that when your team is down by 10, Enough with the cheerleaders. Enough. <laughs> Enough. Ten. Ten's not a lot. I think it was like 35. Uh, it didn't matter. Either way, Helix applied. Hey, Mary, how you doing? My name is Mary. I think it's great. <laughs> hey, how you doing, Debbie? My name is Debbie. I'm like, shut up. We got fucking 10 games. And there's 47 of these girls on this team. Are they more uh, cheerleaders or football players? Cheerleaders. <laughs> How you doing, Cherise? My name's Cherise. I'm doing great. Oh, I'm like, fuck. Fuck. It's Charisse. 24 to 3. Is there Cherise on two? Dave, there's 48 girls. Oh, my God. How you doing, Tina? <laughs> Woo! And that's another touchdown for Mayor Mesa. Current score, 49 to 7 Marauders. <laughs> Cheerleaders paying no attention. How you doing, Debbie? I'm like, oh, my fucking God. Give it a break. It's not working. Go on that sideline. It's not working. Do they do the deal where the girls from the other side come over and they cheer together? No. I said, I had Dakota with me, and I said, 
This is honest to God, the Sherry O'Terry, Will yeah. Ferrell skit. They're paying no attention to the game. None. Touchdown, Mayor Mesa. 52 to 3, Marauders. How, how you doing, Holly? I'm like, oh my God. I'm going to fucking start drinking right here. So. The one thing we're going to do, we're going to donate $25,000. We're going to learn a new cheer. Oh, my God. That's the first thing. Every, every school does that same cheer. Ugh. My name is Connie. I'm a cheerleader. Fuck, I don't know. I was I, like the girls that don't want you to say their name, and they always call them out. You know? Yeah. You know, straight out. Chlamydia, how you doing? What? Oh, fuck, and she has the it's look on her, her face. Name. I'm just, I don't know whose name any of these uh, girls are. I'm just saying. And then they always get the look like, shit, I got to do my thing. I'm doing yeah. great. Woo! <laughs> My son Cade, Sightest girl of all time, always gets called out. Yeah, <laughs> like anybody watching the game? <laughs> anybody watching that fucking running back from Miramesa's <laughs> shorter than Erica, and he's currently running for about 198 yards. Yeah. Oh my god, dude. Speaking of that, there's a kid that plays baseball for me. Uh-huh. He goes to Francis Parker named Chris Williams. Okay. He set the record for the most points ever scored in a high school football game in the history of San Diego the other day. Against Helix JV? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what team. He's a varsity player. I don't know what team they're playing. But he scored 52 points by himself. Where does he play? Francis Parker. Wow. Yeah, he's going to he has a scholarship to uh, Army, and, uh, and UCLA was the last one that he was just yeah. debating. But anyway, how about that shit? I don't know if SC's offered to him. I'm just, it, dude, That's 52 cool. points by yourself? Yeah. Yeah, Jesus, That's probably man. what you call the defensive coordinator yeah. in. So? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, what was the game plan? No, well, he, he, he kicked three field goals. He okay. kicked all the extra points. He scored, I think, like five touchdowns on offense. Had a couple pick sixes. It was crazy. Uh, hey, coach, you feel like putting anybody on 21 there? <laughs> that was so damn funny. They're just showing the Kim catch. Yeah. Did you see? Manny loves him. He That's does. his guy. Everyone says Look at they Manny love Kim. loving him. Manny went and picked him up and was just <laughs> carrying him back. And Manny's dying laughing the whole time. Kim, like Melvin said, it looked like he got broken in half. <laughs> and, and, uh, did you see the play where at the end where Manny got the ground ball and he pointed at Kim before he threw it? No. He's, it was a rocket right at Manny. Picks it up and he points at Kim and then he makes third to first base. Almost threw it away. But he, he's like, I got this one. And then he fucking just guns it across the diamond at 95 miles an hour. Yeah. Now they had a good, they, dude, when you win, it, it you cures it, everything. You're not, yeah. It cures everything for sure. Yeah. And you get it into a day off, get everybody recharged. All right, here we go. Let's get out of here. It's how okay. old are they and how much are they worth? We're going August 21st. We're going to go with two guys that are no longer with us, but I'm curious to know if you got this. Okay. Kenny Rogers, the singer. Kenny Rogers, uh, one half of Dave's favorite song, Islands in the Street. Dude, I love Islands in the Street. I know you do. Because it's the corniest, dumbest song of all time. I think you like it. I, I do I'm like gonna, it. I'm going to say he would have been, uh, I think he would have been 80. 84. 84, uh, 25 million. Dude, add a zero to that. $250 really? million. Dollars. From all that fried chicken? <laughs> all, that, all that chicken, dude. Can you remember when I said this was going to be a 12 minute show? Yes, that's right. All right, sorry. Here we go. Wilt Chamberlain. Wilt Chamberlain. Um, shit. You and I were working at KFMB when he passed. God. Yep. I loved when he used to go on with Roy Firestone. Yeah. Everybody was intimidated by Wilt. Yeah. Uh, Wilt. Damn, dude. Let's say 83. 86. 86. Been. 10 million. Exactly right. Hey! Exactly right. They, nah, said, they said if, if Wilt was alive now, yeah. they said he'd be worth $500 million. Yeah. 
Jesus. He was a cocksman. He, he, was the, he was the one that everybody thinks of first, right? Yeah, The guys that sleep around. He bragged about, what, 10,000 women? How many yeah. did he say he slept with? Fucking nuts. All right, here we go. Usain Bolt, last one. Oh, Usain Bolt. I like that. Uh, say uh, 36. Exactly right. And I'll say uh, 15 million. $90 million. No shit. Wow. Because yeah, it's a big deal everywhere yeah. but the United States. He's amazing, yeah. right? Yeah. He's amazing. Absolutely. Love that. Okay. All right, here we go. Five random questions. Would you rather have all your messages and photos leak publicly or never use your <laughs> cell phone again? <laughs> never use my cell phone again. I talk so much shit. Yeah, we, you and I both. Listen, but probably five of my best friends are women. And then, oh, it's just terrible. Things yeah. I say to them all the time. Yeah, no, if those ever got leaked. Dude, the stuff you say to me. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's terrible. <laughs> what the fuck? This yeah. Stuff. Between you, me, and Costa, fuck, I'd rather never have a phone again. Well, my friend, uh, yeah, it was great. My my friend Joe Carlo uh, was uh, training for a lacrosse, yeah. the Niagara Games, uh, the other day. It was exciting, man. She's on the bench, and they're streaming everything live. And so it's cool, because I don't get to see her very much. You talk, or you text, right? But all of a sudden, you can see her, and she's there. And so I'm sending her, like, I'm watching it from the computer, and... Uh, so there she is, right? You can see her on the bench, this, whatever. And Dave, there's this one shot where she comes around the front and she's like giving a water and talking to one of the people. And I just cut the, you know, I just cropped the picture and it's just basically her ass. <laughs> and I said to her, I was like, oh, this is so fun. She just writes me back, knock it off. I go, you know what? I'm supporting a friend. And I'm three weeks out of surgery. And I go, I just lost a, a very important podcast. And I'm just trying to find my way. Knock it off. Knock it off like I'm seven. Yeah, if that got leaked out, I'm all laughing at my own joke. Would you rather have to wear shorts everywhere you go for the rest of your life or pants everywhere you go for the rest of your life? Dude, I go to Toronto a lot. I go to Toronto a lot. You can't I, keep a job wearing shorts every day. Like no, you, you can't. If, if you did that at work three days in a row, what point did they call you in? I got, so because I'm of the belief like, you never know who's walking through the door. And yeah. I think we learned this. Somebody taught this to us at one of the radio stations. It wasn't long. But there was somebody where it kind of changed. Like, you would go and you still see. I think it was 1090. That's what I feel like. Yeah, I think it was 1090. Told us to wear, like, a, a collared shirt. And I liked it because they yeah. would bring sales things in. And it's always kind of carried over. But then for the couple of weeks after I was in the hospital, it was about 95 and humid. And I was. I did have incisions and all these different yeah. things. So I would still wear like a short sleeve uh, button-up shirt, but, um, but with shorts, oh, yeah. that was nice. But then my executive vice president was in town, so I'm back to jeans and button-up. <laughs> but um, I could get by with jeans every day. Wearing yeah. shorts every day is pretty nice. But you do feel like, I don't know, I felt like wearing shorts, you kind of feel like they look at you like a slacker. Yeah. Well, it's funny, man, is obviously you live in San Diego. When I first moved back to Southern California at 15, yeah, and the weather was what it is now, and it's not yeah. like this if you live in Tennessee, it gets cold as fuck, you start realizing, man, if I can wear shorts every day, I'm oh, yeah. going to fucking do it just yeah. because I'm here. You yeah. know, it was it just well, one of those things. Can you imagine, though, if you had to go to a wedding, you're wearing shorts? Unless you started dressing like the asshole from ACDC. You're just right. wearing suits with oh, shorts. Oh, I like that. Um, <laughs> be like, I got a pair of Nike sweats on tonight. But literally from the time I picked my son up on Friday, 
Uh, we run by my house. I change. I'm in shorts from 5 o'clock Friday yeah. until 10.30 tonight. When you walk in the house, do you change clothes immediately? Yeah. Me too. Like yeah. I was looking at Ward Cleaver. Remember he yeah. stayed in that suit all no night way. for dinner? Yeah, watching, always. Reading afterwards, whatever yeah. the fuck he's doing. Immediately yeah. change clothes. Yeah. Shoes Fucking American Airlines. This bullshit. American Airlines lost my bag and has made no effort at all to get my bag back. You still don't have a bag? No. They, fuck, don't ever fly American. They're the Josh fucking. Josh never seen that today. They're the fucking worst. And they should be the best. They got our, got, they represent our country. Yeah. No, they're, when I, you're actually flying, they're not too bad. Yeah. They're, they should be so embarrassed and they don't give a fuck, dude. You're just another number. So my bag's gone and I had so many things. I was being gone for nine days in 90 degree weather in Atlantic City. And so, yeah, I mean, they're making no effort to pay you back, do anything. I, I'm going to have to call uh, John Gomez. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know I wasn't injured, but John, can we take him to trial? I'm going to call John Gomez. Fucking love John Gomez. Lost my bag John in Atlantic is, City. Yeah, John's not fucking around. Love that guy. The Law Brothers. I like those guys. King. Oh I see God. King all over town. All right, so here, let me ask a quick question. On Wednesday, I fly into, uh, I took in a red eye, flying into Ooh, uh, Boston. Okay. Okay. I fly in, I get to Boston at five in the morning. What time can you check in? Hold on, I'm not staying in Boston. I'm staying in Baltimore. Oh, shit. Okay. But I'm stuck in Boston for four and a half hours. Oh. What the fuck am I going to do? Like, I'm definitely leaving the airport. Yeah. But besides a Dunkin' Donuts, what the fuck am I doing at five in the morning? And you've already been there, right? Yeah, I went there in 2018. It's the one city I've never been. Like, there's a lot of... It's, I might it's go overrated, next dude. I'll be honest with you. It's not what you think, man. It's small. It feels much smaller than San Diego. Do you know, do you know who... Uh, you're a baseball guy. Does yeah. the name Skip Bertman ring a bell to you? Yeah, who's that? Head coach at LSU. Okay, all, yeah, of course. All-time yeah, winning yeah, 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 coach. Yeah, of course I know him. His, I watched uh, the whole thing they did on ESPN. It was great. Great story on him. His daughter, Lori, is a really great friend of mine. Really? Lori's awesome. and wow. uh And she's a huge hockey fan. Yeah. And she lives down at, she's sending me, I'm getting a signed copy of Skip's book. Oh, that's cool. And so, um, but she said, she goes, hey, I'm going to Boston. She's a huge Penguins fan. She goes, you ever been to Boston? I was like, no. Um, but the Winter Classic next year is the Bruins and Penguins. At Fenway. At Fenway. And so I might, uh, I might go, I mean, I'd have to go for yeah. upper deck, but I, when you got friends that are going to hang out, that's always kind of fun. Boston's a crazy small city. You can walk from one end of Boston to the other in three hours. Is that right? Yeah, walk, you walk everywhere in there. Yeah. And it's not like New York. It's not what you think at all. It's not a busy city. It's not like, but Dave, like if you go to Philly yeah. or DC, right? Or New York, there's yeah. a handful of things. Shit, Dallas, I was in for four hours. I went to Dealey Plaza. I don't know where I'd go. At five Boston. in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Is it just you? No, Rita will be with me. But I got to carry my goddamn suit with me. I'm going to a wedding. I don't do walk around Boston with my goddamn suit. Oh, yeah. So you got to. <laughs> and they don't. That's the thing, too. Like airports, they don't really have lockers for layovers, right? Like they see, should. We see, can make yeah. a killing on that. That'll be our next business. I got to see what they what I can get out of that. But anyway, right. fuck. Son of a bitch. Anyway, I was just curious to know what, what the hell would you do? Nah, I don't know the city. Sorry. Would you rather uh, detect every lie you hear or get away with every lie you tell? Uh, I can't tell lies because I can't remember them. So, unfortunately, as happened the other day in my conversation, I was way too candid probably about things in that contract. And um, honestly, Dave, like you say, yeah, I'd want to be able to detract it or, or know yeah. what they're saying. Um, you kind of don't. 
You kind of don't. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really need either. I, I would, yeah. I'd be fine never, never telling another lie. I'm with you as well. Unless somebody asks me how those shoes are. Yeah. <laughs> would you rather be the funniest person in a room or the smartest person in a room? Uh, usually I'm both, but. <laughs> See, that's what my point was. People already think they're the funniest person in the room. Uh, like, if you have a sense of humor, you think you're that guy. So you might as well be yeah. the smartest person. Yeah, in the room. I would take the smartest for sure. There we go. All right, last yeah. one, last one for you. Okay. You a Star Wars guy at all? Uh, very casual, okay. just through my You'll kids. But I don't, I don't understand any of it. Would you rather talk like Yoda for the rest of your life or breathe like Darth Vader? Oh, that's great. Uh, <laughs> shit, there are days when I feel Dude, like I'm People would punch like, you in the face everywhere you go. If you talk like Yoda? Both. Yeah. Both. There were times where Jeff and I would do the show, and I, I pay attention to this now, and a lot of people, that's why I'm always on Ello, because Ello constantly yeah. in the show does, he inhales into the microphone. Yeah. It drives me fucking out of my mind. But there are yeah. times where, like, Jeff would be talking or we'd be interviewing someone, and I'd be close to the mic and I'd be breathing. And then Jeff would give me the what the fuck look. Yeah. What the fuck? Breathing in the mic. And then I'm going, holy shit, I am. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Try not to do it. But if you're that guy, do people would be so annoyed with you? Yeah. But if you're talking like Yoda, you're talking like Jeff the drunk. You're like putting words around and shit all the time. Oh, yeah. That'd be You bad. know, I got to get, get my car. I, am. I, I do have to say, <laughs> I don't know how they got him to do it, but the Mark Hamill Jack in the Box commercials yes. are funny as shit. Oh my uh, gosh! Yeah. All right. I'll take. Uh, I'll take Darth Vader. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm with you as well. I'd rather have the breathing disorder than talk so backwards you, all the fucking time. You leave Wednesday and you're out till when? I'm out till Sunday night. All right. Well, that's not bad. So I would assume we're back here probably Tuesday. Yeah. So we'll, we'll come back Tuesday. That'll be it. And then probably uh, next Monday we'll be back on track. That's fine. That works fine. All right. Sounds good. Everybody have a good night. All right.
Well, California cuts their own Christmas trees. Boy, you better watch out for that sneaky back screen door. I laughed so hard I 